Halashing for Halas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9 Tuesday mornings from 11am for Essen Fresen where it's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen Show. I'm Sharon Lurie, the Kosher Butcher's Wife and with me in studio today is Lauren Bulkin, foodie, one of my favourite foodies and entertainer par excellence. Thank you. <laughs> So, welcome to the show. And with Tubish Fat starting tomorrow night, um, the freshness of summer and all that she offers is what I decided we're going to talk about this week. And Tubish Fat is the new year of the trees. And the name comes from actually from the date on the Hebrew calendar, two, meaning 15, and Shvat is a Hebrew month. And this day marks the season in which the earliest blooming trees in the land of Israel emerge from their winter sleep and begin a new fruit-bearing cycle. A day in which we thank God for all the beauty and pleasures that trees, and especially fruit trees in particular, give us. So it's customary actually to increase the amount of fruits and vegetables that we eat on the 15th of Shvat and in order you know to praise Hashem and to thank him for all the beautiful species of fruits and vegetables and there are so many magnificent trees in Israel in fact the olive tree was recently named Israel's national tree but they have beautiful acacia trees gum trees sycamore trees and dates, figs, pomegranates, and, and as for their citrus trees, I mean, thank God for the JNF and the Kirin Kiyomet because they have planted, would you believe, Lauren, over two million trees. That's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Isn't that it's beautiful? unbelievable. So, and also, it was cast the custom of the Arizal, the, the famous Kabbalistic rabbi, Yitzchak Luria, to eat 15 varieties of fruit on the 15th of Shvat. In one day? <laughs> In one <laughs> That's day. unbelievable. From not, not till next day. <laughs> I mean, Shah, there's actually nothing more delicious than eating a fruit straight from the tree. And you bite into this, even if you're imagining and the juice runs down your chin. And I think that's also the beauty of summer in South Africa. Well, you know, I'm so excited because I love green. You see, I like hard fruit. My husband likes sweet, soft fruit. I like sourish fruit. So... I planted years ago a green gauge tree. We're swimming in the pool with my grandson, and he goes, look, Boba, what's that green plum? I've forgotten about this beautiful green gauge tree, and it had been overcrowded by all the other trees. Cut them back. Oh, I can't wait to It's a green again. gauge, like a plum? It's like a plum, but it's green, and it's like yellow flesh inside. Oh, it's delicious. I think it's just really good for us, especially at this time, to, to kind of embrace nature and the beauty and even the beauty of South Africa and to just look at what we have and our beautiful produce and our salads. We, and we have stunning produce. You know, we, we're so caught up in all this negativity and we've forgotten how gorgeous this place actually is. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's also customary as well to include the seven species mentioned in the Torah. Okay, so it's wheat, barley, grapes figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. I got it. <laughs> and it is custom, customary on Tibishvat to eat from the fruits, actually, of Israel. So, literally speaking, uh, um, I know that 
it's hard to find fruits that are grown in Eretz Israel, but that is the best. If you can find fruits that are grown there, um, you can get lovely dates from Israel at some of the places. And you won't find them at Woolworths, but you'll definitely snap on my hand. Um, we have stunning fruit in South Africa this time They're of year. They're in fact kosher dates at, co- at Fresh Villas. They checked kosher dates. Mm, so they're what a there. Pleasure. And pomegranates, are they in season now? Um, I'm not, I don't think so. I know, when do we get them? I think we normally get them, I'm not sure. We get pomegranates for Rosh Hashanah, but I think we get them and they're out of season. I'm not sure about the South African pomegranates. But at the moment, I mean, we've got beautiful grapes, figs for a little bit, for a little while. They're only here for about two months. Um, What else do we have? Some lovely fruit at the moment. Lychees, mangoes. Oh, we're going to have some lovely melons, nectarines, peaches, plums, berries, watermelon. And um, after the break, we're going to come back with some exciting recipes. Chalashing for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Welcome back to the show. I'm Sharon Lurie. And uh, we've got Lauren Bulkin in the studio. Lauren, tell me, I know that you grow beautiful vegetables in your garden. Tell me about that. I love to grow vegetables. And I've just found it's the simplest thing to do. You can take whatever containers you have, even an old bucket, an old plastic bucket, fill it with some good organic soil and start off simply. Maybe even just one lettuce, a couple of um, fresh herbs. At the moment, I'm growing the most incredible tomatoes. I don't even think it works out cheaper, but it gives me so much pleasure to go and photograph my vegetables and pick the vegetables and put them into my salad. And I even found when my children were little, it made such a huge difference to their vegetable consumption because they got excited. They used to go into the garden and pick something and munch it in the garden. And for me, that just gave me so much pleasure. It is. There's nothing better. But I made a pasta during the week went outside, got all my basil and beautiful blooming basil and put that in the past. And somehow I just said, this has got a different taste. It has a completely different taste. <laughs> fresh, beautiful basil. I mean, on Sunday I made a pesto using just olives, mm. fresh basil from the garden, a little bit of olive oil, salt and garlic. And I got this most incredible olive tapenade. And I oh, served that with my fresh tomatoes, a beautiful vinaigrette dressing. That's all I needed, and it was gone. The, it was completely <laughs> demolished. Okay, so let's share a recipe. What have you got on your list today? So what I was chatting to Sharon about earlier is that we almost need to have a few staples in our fridge. So that if you want a salad at short notice, you've got some crunchy lettuce. If you like the pepperiness of rocket, a few snap peas, some gorgeous feta cheese. Um, I don't know, have you got any What else would you keep in your... I always have garlic in oil. So that's a staple. And then what do you do with the garlic and oil? Oh, I just put it in all my salads and all my, in all my food and all my pestos and, and all my sauces. So what does the oil do? No, I, but it protects it and keeps it oh, moist. Oh, so it's already peeled. It's already peeled yes. and I blitz it or stick it in a food process or something. But I always have a huge jar of it. So it just saves you from peeling just the garlic. It saves me. And I also do a pesto, as you say. I just have a lot of um, 
basil and some pine nuts and I put a little bit of lemon juice in just to keep it that lovely colour, oil, and it's there. How long do you think a pesto keeps? I've had mine for about, I'd say, yeah, about a month now. I turn it every so often, you know, like how we used to turn the anchovy. Well, I must tell you, what I do do is, and often the last time I went to Israel, I took for my son, is I take all my leftover fresh herbs, my parsley, my mint, my coriander, whatever happens to still be lying in the fridge. And I take my food processor, I take two cups of the herbs, one long green chili, a teaspoon of sea salt, a little bit of garlic, and 100 mils of extra virgin olive oil. And what I do is I blitz it all together and that makes the most incredible dressing. And what I do for him is he takes some of his Israeli couscous and we take some baby marrows, which I've also got growing in my garden, (laughs) and we cut them very thin and we either fry them in a pan and then all roast them in the oven. And we toss that together with some chopped pistachio nuts, few spring onions, um, and really whatever else he happens to have in his fridge. Some snap peas or some green beans, and that makes the most incredible salad and uses up all your old herbs that have been lying in your fridge. Yeah, or just stick them onto chicken breast. Yes. You've got a wonderful got a wonderful salad yes I mean, uh, a wonderful chicken in chicken. fact I've, I've been making Adina Sussman's chicken and she does exactly that so she yes. takes some rice she puts on her fresh herbs her chicken and that is the most incredible chicken yeah, yeah. I, I must admit so last week I, when we, I was on Adrian's show and we were talking about chicken and roast chickens and how we keep them crispy and whatever and I said that I was going to make my chicken this week and put in that Plant butter, vegetable butter. Not, it's not uh, margarine. Anyway, and I, I mean, I've never done this in my life. Somehow, meat and butter, it just like symbolized. Mm-mm. And I took some of the, I shaved some of the butter, put it under the skin, put it on top of the cocaine or one of those, you know, metal bottle things, and I roasted it with all the herbs. A lemon shoved up the tochas, and it was beautiful. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, so everybody said to me, what did you do? That's different. Has it got one. that butter taste? It's, it just crisps the skin up. Okay, I, put, I must admit I put the chicken into the fridge. Y- yes. And then I crisped the skin up. I mean, somebody said to me, you know what you can do? Also use um, coconut oil. Then you don't feel so bad that it it's looks like that butter. I feel bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I do that with fish as well. Before I put it onto the bra, I actually leave it uncovered in the fridge. Yes. And somehow you do get that crispy, beautiful skin. So it almost dehydrates the skin. So. I think so. Mm. I think so. So as, as we were talking, right, have we got any more? I've got a lovely... Um, mango recipe, okay, because we love mangoes. I mean, you've got to eat a mango in the swimming pool, or you've got to know exactly how to cut it, like Hasselback. You know, we cut it uh, horizontally and and uh, longitudinally, and and we just sort of pop the skin open, and you can eat it that way. And um, so, locally, the mangoes go from the end of November, December to the end of April, which means that you can actually get mangoes sometimes for Pesach if it's early enough. And it makes wonderful mango 
sorbet and anyway there, there are about a thousand different varieties of mangoes but we we only do about 15 and so now you can either have it mangoes for breakfast with your yogurt as i say mangoes in the swimming pool mangoes in salad um talking of which i know a lot of people say no nah, they don't want they don't want fruit in their salads but then of course a good avocado that's a fruit so here's an easy and healthy salad the best salads in my opinion are those that are packed with a variety of flavor and as everybody knows I love my textures and I love bright colors so this is a really nice bright salad and um, I mean you can add other things to it you know if you have a mouthful rocket or something or or for basil add that add it to your salad and take out what you don't want in your salad you exactly. don't have to follow a recipe you a know, thousand percent absolutely add what you like take out what you don't like i think even with the dressing okay so and we're going to go to an ad break now and when i come back we're going to share this lovely mango salad Halashing for halas want to braai or fine dine this is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Welcome back to the show. We are talking fresh, wonderful fruit and vegetables in honor of Tubishvat for, oh, excuse the fun, <laughs> um, in honor of Tubishvat. And uh, I'm going to share a, an easier recipe, a mango recipe. Now, because I like my mangoes very firm. <laughs> as long as you can eat them you and my husband <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do I, I really like them firm okay so this we make up our salad dressing first and it is a quarter of a cup of olive oil three tablespoons red wine vinegar three tablespoons maple syrup half a teaspoon of salt a pinch of cinnamon I don't know what the cinnamon just the cinnamon and the it. maple seems like it goes together. Just, it was really delicious. And a pinch of black pepper. And then you will need a head of lettuce, half a cup of freshly torn mint, mint leaves, one red onion finely sliced, two, um, two mangoes, like nice firm ones, a little bit of oil for brushing on the mangoes, and a cup of coarsely ground sugared almonds okay and what you will do is you have to roast the mangoes you roast the mangoes roast the mangoes and you put a little bit uh, you put the oil on and you just sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top as well the cinnamon in the salad dressing just brings out that extra little bit do you think it's like roasting pumpkin it becomes almost like a pump roasted pumpkin t- salad could be could be then you could because add pepitos you know those little pumpkin the pumpkin what they call pumpkin nuts, pumpkin pups, uh, pumpkin pups. seeds, yeah, pepitos. <laughs> and um, as I said, and then we just I just put uh, uh, the butter lettuce down. The, the mint just brings out some a certain kind of freshness that's delicious. Um, the onion, we need that little bit of sourness, and of course the you put the um, mango on top. You put the crunched um, pecan nuts on top of that. I have to have my texture 
And, that, and it was a beautiful salad. Sounds like the most incredible. I'm going home and to make that e- one. And I don't know what it is, but just roasting. You just actually put, the, put it on high. You grill them. You grill them. Put them, put them on a tray. Um, grill. You only have to grill the one side. That's enough because you still want a little bit of that firmness. And it was How delicious. did you think that one up? That's incredible. <gasps> I don't know. I love, I just lie in bed and think. <laughs> just create. That's in the most. You can, but you can add if you want to, um, uh, what's it called? The pepper that we were talking about just now? Slip my mind. Rocket. We can add rocket if you want. It brings out a lovely peppery taste to it. But as I say, the, the, uh, butter lettuce was I think you could almost divine. even add macon to that salad to make it a more absolutely it might work quite nicely together definitely okay so let's share another so recipe. well talking about macon I actually hauled out my old spinach salad recipe because I saw that people are looking for that beautiful remember that beautiful strawberry salad with the caramelized oh, yes. popcorn so I make a very caramelized popcorn. Now that's interesting because it used to be in the olden days. My mother used to do it with uh, fried rice. So it would go like Rice Krispies. Yes, yes. I ah, think you can so add anything. I think it's according to your taste, as we said. It yeah. doesn't have to be what the book but, said. But that popcorn sounds delicious. That popcorn mm. is delicious. <laughs> so here is my spinach salad recipe. Um, you use some baby spinach, one red onion, very thinly sliced, half a packet of macon, and some croutons. I'll tell you how I make the croutons a little bit afterwards. Um, The dressing is one egg, a quarter cup of sugar, a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, two thirds of a cup of red wine vinegar, half a teaspoon of salt, three tablespoons of grated onion, two cups of oil, and three tablespoons of poppy seed. And what I do is I mix all the ingredients together except for the oil. Because what I found is if I slowly, slowly drizzle the oil into my Magimix when I'm making the dressing, it gives the salad dressing a little bit more body. And what I've also learned is that you can add water. You can add warm water to your salad dressing if you find that the dressing is too thick. Just add a little bit of water and it just coats the salad that much better. So here's the spinach salad. It's the baby spinach. You slice on some Thin red onion, um, your whole wheat bread croutons, or you can buy the ready-made croutons. And all you do is you just grill half a packet of bacon and a few hard-boiled eggs. You put that on top of your salad, and that salad goes in a second in my house on a Friday night. Wow. And the strawberry salad was similar. It was the exact same dressing, I think, with fresh strawberries, your fruit again. Right. And that caramelized popcorn. Um, okay, I've got to try that. Caramelized popcorn sounds wonderful. Delicious. Now we're going over to a more savory kind of um, salad. It is finely chopped Italian green bean salad. Now, I actually went to a friend of mine. Unfortunately, it was during um, Shiva. And her sister-in-law was out here from Israel. And she was putting fresh chopped green beans into her into a french salad i've never done that before no, i often put green beans really yes, yes. Fascinating. i do steam them though were these fresh from the packet hers were fresh from the packet that's interesting and it gave such a beautiful crunch that now i add a lot of fresh beans i mean i, I remember like uh, the uh, the tuna salad yes. salad in soir we put in 
green beans, but this was just delicious. So what it is is 500 grams of finely chopped, like about half a centimeter, green beans, fresh green beans. Now the act that this the green beans chopped at fresh fillers are the exact size that you should use. So when you're saying finely chopped, how big is like half chopped? a centimeter? It's like really small. But as I say, you could just go in there and buy a packet from fresh fillers. Perfect. That's the exact amount you need. And you place the beans into a bowl, okay? And just pour boiling water over them literally for like one, two, three, four, five. And then you put them into a strainer and into cold water. That keeps the bright green bright color. Bright green color. And it just takes that, that like almost raw taste off the bean. Okay, and then your salad dressing. I've actually done it before without steaming it or without bo putting it in boiling water and it was also fine. You need half a cup of olive oil, three tablespoons of wine vinegar, red or white, doesn't matter, a tablespoon of mayonnaise, a teaspoon of granulated sugar, uh, one clove of garlic pressed or grated in, half a teaspoon of dried oregano, half a teaspoon of dried parsley, half a teaspoon of dried basil. Now, instead of the dried herbs, you can actually take, I did this last week where I bought the pesto in the bottle. I think Princess Pesto, all fresh fellows do their own uh, pesto. And I added two tablespoons of that with a little bit of salt and a little bit of oil, a little bit of mayonnaise, did the rest of the, of the salad dressing. And I poured that over the top and it was just delicious. Don't forget about your black pepper. That just brings out the flavor. It just enhances the flavor mm. a little bit. Even the salt just uh, kind definitely. of lifts salt, it definitely. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, even in fact, I mean, I, I was thinking about putting salt into cakes. You know, why do you put salt in the cake? But I think in the chocolate cake, it the brings flavor. out the flavor of the cake. Definitely. You know, you wonder why you would possibly put salt into something sweet. But talking about simple salads, should yes. I give you another one? Oh, I'd love another one. So <sighs> there's somebody I follow on Instagram called David Liebowitz, and he does a very simple oh, yes. carrot salad. And yes. that's quite a big thing in France, is these carrot salads. And this is basically just carrot, pistachio, nuts, and chopped mm. parsley. And then what he does he, is he adds some cooked chickpeas to it. Have you ever roasted chickpeas? I have, yeah. Because that gives also a beautiful yeah, crunch. Yeah, spices on top. Yes. Uh, mm. You know, the spices as you like. So I used one and three quarter cups of chickpeas, cooked chickpeas, obviously, a tablespoon of olive oil, half a teaspoon of coarse sea salt, and a quarter teaspoon of ground, ground cumin. I tossed my chickpeas in that and I roasted them in the oven until they were crunchy and delicious. And then my salad, I just literally grated, coarsely grated the carrots, added the chopped parsley, the pistachio nuts, and then I made a dressing. Again, it's a basic acid oil dressing to your taste. So it's a clove of garlic, quarter cup of lemon juice, three tablespoons of well-stirred tahini, important to well stir ah, the tahini you know all that ganja at the bottom you've yes. got to two tablespoons of water two tablespoons of olive oil and salt and red pepper flakes it's almost like a moroccan kind of thing moroccan but delicious and just with mm -hmm. a fridge staple of carrots and parsley and that's really yes. all you needed the tin chickpeas i keep in my cupboard yes. anyway sure and it pulled together and i had the most sensational salad delicious 
You know, the, we were talking about um, fresh herbs and things earlier. Um, I know that a few people have SMSed me, have emailed me. Um, what I suggest people do with regard to checking fruit and vegetables, go onto the UAS website. And they, I think it was recently updated, and they will tell you exactly how to check your fruit and vegetables. And for the ones that you use most often, copy and paste, you know, like how to check my coriander, my basil, whatever. And I printed it out and I laminated it and I keep it in my kitchen. Keep it there hanging up and then whenever I feel like, you know, I need to check something that I've forgotten how to check. It's there and accessible. It's there and... Yeah. That's such a clever idea. That's it. It's so easy. I don't have to go every time to the computer, see what, da, da. you know, and they're often updating because, you know, if there's a, a thing on, of hohos, like at the moment on broccoli, an they'll outbreak. advise an yes. outbreak. Thank you. Thank for the word. <laughs> um, if there's an outbreak, they advise you. So it's important. And also your, her, your spices are opened spice that I haven't used in a long time that I actually had forgotten about. Um, a dry spice. A dry spice. Oi, there was hojas in there. You're scaring me. Yeah. <laughs> I've tell you, I got How such a How did they get into fright. the they, bottle? God knows. I must have left it a little bit open. I don't know. But it's very important to keep those jars tightly sealed. Whatever you do, keep them tightly sealed. How do you actually keep herbs? Somebody was telling me that I mean, the ones that are on the stems, that are, that's easy enough. Like coriander, we can just stick into cold water in the fridge because coriander just like it goes. just wilts. In, yeah, in two minutes. For me, even in the glass in the fridge, it doesn't last. I think they keep better almost in the packets that you get them from the greengrocer than, than in the Vacuum glass back, of water. Yeah. But then back to my point is grow your own. It's the <laughs> easiest, especially in summer. Yeah. Coriander also grows beautifully in the winter time. But it's so easy just to go get a pot of fresh herbs and put them even into an old tin of tomatoes. You know, when you open a tin of tomatoes, yes, yes. fill it with some soil and plant some Something. fresh herbs inside. Plant a little tomato bush. Yeah, it just makes it all that more creative and exciting to do. It does. And but as I say, um, the. I, what I sometimes do is I will blend up, if I have a lot of basil growing, I'll blend it up and I freeze it. You can actually freeze it a little in bit an of ice lemon tray, juice maybe. in an ashtray. So you've always got it on tap. I've never done it. What happens when you defrost it? It's exactly as when you froze it. Yeah, so you just like pop it in, it's fine. And mangoes really also, is. do you freeze your mangoes? Um, I haven't in a long time. I've, I make mango sorbet, so sometimes I'll freeze it, you know, when it's in season, and then make it later. I know um, a friend of mine used to, in, when was it, December? Yeah, December, January, she used to get her um, uh, mangoes, my mind's going on other things at the moment. <laughs> she used to get her mangoes, she used to freeze them, she used to blitz them, freeze them, sorry, for, and then Pesach time, she used to blitz them up. And make, and make her, her ice cream. And everybody say, how do you get mango sorbet? Especially those <laughs> hardy mangoes. Have you seen hardy oh, mangoes this I year? Haven't. I, I haven't. I think there's a shortage. Apparently there is a hardy mango problem. I think they're all being exported or... Oh, yes. okay. Because yes, it is almost hardy mango season, isn't it? Yes, it is. It must be, yes. Definitely. Yes. Because I know a 
friend of ours goes to Plet every year. We swap timeshare, we're off to Plet. And what he does is he brings in boxes of Heidi mangoes and gets anybody who's coming a week later to bring some Heidi mangoes as well for him. <laughs> Loves them. You see, that's, that's the beauty. It's just sit in your swimming costume, eat and the mango, don't worry about the juice. Mess all over the place. Okay, so now let's share another recipe. So, um, talking about tubish fat, I thought maybe I would give you my recipe for tabbouleh salads. Mm. I love tabbouleh of all sorts again because I love herbs and I've always got the stash of herbs in my cold room. Um, so basically you can make a tabbouleh with anything. I make this particular one with quinoa, mm-hmm. but you can also make it with, um, what's it called, bulgur wheat. Yeah, the quinoa is lovely for people that are gluten intolerant. And it's a protein. Correct. So you're almost getting your protein yeah, salad. Yeah, you can have it on Pesach too. Yes. Yeah. And it's also nice to do the two colored quinoas, the red and the white, mixed together. Right. How do you cook your, your quinoa? Oh, for uh, I do just you just boil it? Boil it until it's ready. In fact, I learned a new, a new thing recently. I'm bad with rice. I've always said I'm bad with rice. And so my husband always looks for rice recipes. He says to me, you know what? We've been making our rice the wrong way. How do you make rice? Two to one. one Not always though. It depends on the brand of rice, on yeah. the type of rice. Okay, but normally in case yes. I take taste, I do two to one. Okay, this is if you're making one cup of rice, you make one and a half cups of boil, boil, boil it in one and a half cups of, ra- of water. If you're making two cups, it's it's Two and, a, two and a half cups. It's always the amount is plus e- a half, but always a half. So if you're making ten cups, it's ten cups of water plus a half. The half is always for the evaporation and to steam it. So it's almost one to one, not the double that we always not were taught to do. Yeah, and then you just leave it to steam in your pot. And you leave it to steam, and it. It's just beautiful and fluffy. That <laughs> worked for okay, me. To try that with my chicken tonight. <laughs> um, so this recipe is a tabbouleh <coughs> salad. Um, what I like to do when I make my tabbouleh salad dressing is I take my clove of garlic and some coarse salt and I pound it together in my pestle and mortar until it becomes liquidy. And then I add my olive oil and my lemon juice. It's two to one. So it's one portion acid to two portions of oil so I take whatever tablespoon of lemon juice two tablespoons of olive oil my salt and black pepper and you've got your beautiful dressing that can actually go over most things but this is what I put over my tabbouleh I then take a cauliflower hojos permitting (laughs) and two teaspoons of sumac um, 250 grams of quinoa six tomatoes four bunches of flat leaf parsley two bunches of mint, two spring onions, a teaspoon of allspice, 100 grams of feta if you're having a milk meal and your salad dressing. And then what I do is I roast my cauliflower in two tablespoons of olive oil, salt and pepper until it's golden. And then as I take it out of the oven, I sprinkle it with the sumac. Sumac is that red spice. I know I've seen it in the Mm. supermarkets Mm. and I sometimes buy it in the shuk in Israel. It's, okay. it's got like a soury, lemony taste, but it just gives that cauliflower an edge. And then what I do is... Hang on, I'm, I've just lost it. Is it a whole cauliflower? No. So I'm you going to take the cauliflower. Yes. Sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> no, okay. Take my cauliflower, 
break it into florets right. or use the stems, whatever you know your custom is. Yeah. And then you toss it with olive oil, salt and pepper, put it onto a baking sheet with some baking paper. I like my baking paper. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you roast it in the oven until it's, it's brown and crispy. And then That's as good. it comes out of the oven, I toss it together with oh, the sumac. It is delicious. It's even delicious on its own. Are we okay. stopping midway? Are we? Chalashin for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Welcome back to the Essen Fressen show. I'm Sharon Lurie and I have Lauren Bulkin with me. And Lauren was in the middle of a recipe. So we'll go back to the tabouleh. Let's go back. (laughs) So we've got our beautiful roasted cauliflower. It's out of the oven. It's cooled. And you're going to take a gorgeous platter. And on your platter, you're going to put your cooked quinoa. You're going to take six tomatoes, which you're going to chop, four bunches of flat leaf parsley chopped, two bunches of mint chopped, your two spring onions finely chopped, um, your feta cheese, which you're going to break up, your beautiful dressing, and then in honor of Tupish Fat, what I, I did was sprinkle some beautiful pomegranate seeds on the top. Oh, and that gave us our beautiful Tupish Fat recipe. So what I did on Sunday, which actually turned out really beautifully, is I made the most simple bread. Oh, shit. Yeah. So in Italian, I'm actually trying to learn Italian, <laughs> there's a word called scarpetta, where you take your bread and you mop up the delicious dressing juices. And this is the world's easiest, easiest bread. So what you do is you take three cups of flour, two teaspoons of that ready yeast, two tablespoons of chopped rosemary if you wish two teaspoons of kosher salt or one teaspoon of normal kitchen salt and a can of beer if you don't want the beer but you don't taste the beer then just add one and a half cups of warm water but honestly you really really don't taste the beer it cooks out and i think it just gives that bread a gorgeous lightness and Mm. it doesn't have a beer taste at all it's ideal to actually start this the night before and ju- let it just sit until the next day. But I didn't. I faffed around and the next morning I really only started at 10 o'clock and we still had it for an early dinner. And it was absolutely perfect. So what you do is you mix your ingredients together in a bowl. You don't need it. And you've just got this kind of sticky mixture. You cover it and you leave it to sit for 12 hours or 8 hours as I <laughs> did. Then you preheat your oven to 225. Huh. You then take this mixture, put a little bit of flour on your counter and you shape the dough into a ball and you place it on some baking paper, enough to fit beautifully into one of your, what are those pots called? Those, those, um, oh, um, there's a word for uh, it that you, in your Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Dutch oven. But it's not, I mean, they call it a Dutch oven, but it's not the one with the pointy lid. And you're talking about... Yes. It's a pot, and it's a heavy, solid pot. That you would make a stew in. Yeah. Yes. A heavy, solid, that can go in the oven. Yes. So the paper must be big enough, yes, to fit Mm. into your Dutch oven. But you leave the dough to prove on the piece of paper on your counter, and then you take the Dutch oven and you put it into your 225-degree oven so that this heavy Dutch oven is now getting really hot. With the lid on? With the lid on. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after 30 minutes, you take your dough with the paper and you just plop the whole thing into this hot Dutch oven for 30 minutes with the lid on. 
Yeah. And after 30 minutes, you remove the lid and maybe do another 15 minutes um, just until it's beautifully browned. And then you eat it within half an hour with a beautiful salad for supper, for a Sunday night supper, even for a Sunday lunch. I think it's beautiful. I've got a salad that I have to share because if we're mopping up, then you want to mop up with the salad. It's a salami salad. Where did you go? Oh, here you are. It's one by two, I think it's 250 grams of salami you get in the vacuum packs. And you've got to dice them. You've got to chop it all, chop up the, the salad because it's just easier to eat that way. You chop up the salami, shall I say. One tin of cannellini beans, one red pepper chopped, one green pepper chopped, one teaspoon crushed garlic, two tablespoons of fresh chopped Italian flat leaf parsley, two tablespoons of fresh chopped basil, one red onion chopped, and half a cup of olives. Okay, pipped, pips removed, please. I don't hate anybody to crack a tooth. <laughs> uh, obviously, you can add more olives if you want to, if you like olives. And the easiest dressing of the lot. Go <laughs> and you buy a bottle of store-bought Italian salad dressing, and you serve that with your delicious bread to mop up all that delicious sauce because all those flavours, oh, just too delicious. So remember when we used to make that falafel salad with a store-bought Italian dressing, yes. one cup of tahina, and we used to make that beautiful falafel salad with ready falafel balls, sliced yes, coloured yes. tomatoes, carrots, carrots. I remember that, that was salad. the yummiest salad. It was lovely. Served that with pita all, all the way around. In fact, I've, I've got friends who often make it for Shabbos lunch. It's and it's the simplest, easiest thing to do. Delicious, delicious. And back to my point is that you don't have to make every component of every meal that you make. Put a you know, store-bought chicken into your chicken salad and... Right, absolutely. So now I have, you know, for me, melons, which were available at this time of the year, offer fruit salad. <laughs> but the only melon that I like is watermelon in a fruit salad, in a... A savory salad. And this one is, you know that famous one, the watermelon, the feta, and uh, some couple of nuts on top. Okay, so this is similar in that it's watermelon salad with feta, mint, avocado, and a tangy lime dressing. And that's what it's all about. And you can, of course, add if you want to. I mean, you can add some red onion if you want to, to give it that sharp flavor and that crispy texture if you want to add cucumber for cool crisp addition you can and then what happens if you can't find limes could you substitute a lemon lemons are quite different taste it's a diff- yeah although i do freeze my lime juice when it's lime season yeah i squeeze a whole lot and freeze them but in the you, know, you can do that you can use a little bit of because i didn't have limes once and they use a little bit of roses cordial the lime cordial <laughs> added that um, you can add, you can add avocado to it for creaminess. You can add mint. You can add basil. I mean, mint and watermelon is absolutely it's one that's, of my favorites. Oh, that's delicious! Absolutely delicious. So and how can then we do the show at lunchtime. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and then we're giving people ideas what to go and eat for lunch quickly. Pick and pay is busy now. People are on their phones. Okay, chili red eye. I put that into the dressing. And the lime dressing is actually, it's 
you, I would double up on this because I found it quite, uh, just, I, I like to have extra salad dressing. I don't know why. But, you know, Do you use, because I, I think I'm going to have these extras, keep them in the fridge, and then I end up not using them. Yeah, I, I know. My husband says I have a heavy hand. I make too much. Anyway, the lime dressing is two tablespoons of olive oil, three tablespoons of lime juice, a half a clove of garlic. You just want a little bit of savouriness to it and um, a quarter of a teaspoon of salt you can use that pink Himalayan if you want to it's lovely a little ground black pepper and that's all it is and you just throw it over your avo and your watermelon and your mint and oh it's really delicious and if you want to keep it pyro obviously then you don't add the feta Chalashing for Chalas Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Hi, I'm Sharon Lurie. Welcome back to the show. I've got Lauren Bulkin with me and we are chatting about all the wonderful fruits and vegetables that we can have in honor of Tubishvat. And Lauren has told me she has a lovely recipe to share with well, us Well, I have now. to talk about my tomatoes again. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> grandchildren. <laughs> But I think before we talk about the tomatoes, maybe talk about croutons. So do you yes. make your own croutons? I used to, and I just find it easier to just, just go in and get them. But, you know, often, like, I use my old challah. If I don't make a bread and butter pudding out of my old challah, then I... Or um, I the leftover to. bread. Or what I used to do was I used to get a beautiful health bread cut it into slices and mm. then brush it with a little bit of that onion soup mix and olive oil right. bake them in the oven and then cut them into little squares and that goes absolutely beautifully on a wonderful panzanella salad which is perfect for this time of the year so what I do is I take 500 grams of heirloom tomatoes um, and you can do all the different colors and all the different shapes and yeah, you, you chop them up. Wonderful tomatoes. Now. Unbelievable tomatoes. Mm -hmm. um, a red onion, some half a cup of flat parsley leaves. And if you want to, you can add parmesan or you can leave it out. And you make again your dressing with the lemon juice, with the olive oil, um, a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar and your ready croutons. You toss it all together, top it with your beautiful croutons your beautiful herbs and that's the most wonderful summer salad it goes beautifully with lamb with chicken right do you um throw the croutons on afterwards yes or? i like them to be crunchy some people right. like them to absorb, to absorb the, dressing. the dressing yeah but for me i, I prefer it to actually I have that, that crunch. as well i love well i love texture i love bread <laughs> <laughs> don't we all oh bread is my biggest weakness so as we uh, end this show, uh, we continue to pray for our soldiers, the IDF, their families, and Klal Israel. And may the heartbreaking news stop, and may our hostages come home now. Amen. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you Lauren. for having me. I had <laughs> such fun. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, see you soon.